Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To Blighty Day Fiance, Sister Blights, the only Sister Wives recap <laughs> podcast hosted by a married, correct, monogamous, oh, yes, transatlantic, indeed, couple, yeah, based in London, right? If you fulfill any of those criteria, get your own show, you can't be on ours. Yeah, we ain't sharing. We're not into that kind of thing. No, we are not. No, 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 no. Not even in Vegas. <laughs> no. Um, if you're just joining us or, you know, you weren't listening and you had to rewind because you got stuck into something else, my name is Michelle. Oh, and I'm Robin. That's R-O-B-I-N. If you spell your name with a Y, your name is Robine. Yes, that's absolutely right. Now, Normally, the format of the show is that I pick three different themes from each episode and we sort of expound upon that theme within the world of the show. Um, as any of you who are watching the show will have noticed, the themes are getting a bit <laughs> repetitive. We're looking at grief. We're looking at... Um, narcissism we're looking at family we're looking at betrayal you know like very shakespearean um very evocative and interesting themes but we can't say the same thing over and over each week so instead we are switching to talking about different quotes instead they're all from cody right um quite a <laughs> few of them are from cody i look I'm not Cody's biggest fan. Oh, don't pull over, as our friends at another podcast say. Um, um, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Cody, but boy, oh boy, that man is a quote machine. I mean, the title of this episode alone, wow. 
Yeah, it's wow. it's interesting. Um there are so many things and having watched the episode twice now basically, there there are so many things I still don't understand. So like what animal did Rabine swallow that was making that noise? <laughs> Because, like, I've only heard that noise, like, come out of a chipmunk and the girl in the ring. What happened? What did you do to the chipmunk to make it sound like that? <laughs> no one cries like that guy. Oh, oh, oh I'm aware. <laughs> um, oh, boy. She is a very disturbingly childlike woman. Yeah. Um, she is, actually, isn't she? Yeah, and yeah. and granted, this is only my second year of watching the show, and it's your first, and maybe I missed something. Um, I'm I'm a little concerned that maybe her parenting isn't quite up to snuff. Um, maybe her kids are. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't like to come for kids, right? It's not good. Rabine's kids feature in this episode, right? And I didn't have a fucking clue what they were talking about at all. Couldn't follow it. Watched it back. Didn't make any sense. Really odd. Really weird. Yeah. Ariella, even Alfie. Even Alfie never makes that no sense. No, no. <laughs> but Ariella is clearly very uh, primed for the camera. You know, yeah. like she really thinks that uh mommy school mommy school or whatever it was she really felt that that was a serve yeah that's like a quality catchphrase oh catchphrase humor how we miss thee (laughs) i know you don't mean that because there is a whole slew of sitcoms that i refuse to watch because i can't cope with things like that yeah saying the same thing over and over again in a loud voice is very funny it's very funny to say the same thing twice. Yeah. Um, try going to a bar in Shepherd's Ugh. Bush in the mid-2000s, and you know exactly what and who I'm talking about. And if you do, too, then your family pull up a chair. Um, try growing up in this country when Blackadder was on TV. Ugh. Every morning at school, the unfunny kids would be going, you know, doing the lines from the show the night before. And I'm like, yes, yes, we all watched it. Just saying it again doesn't make you funny. Uh, I think that that speaks to the kind of school you attended, (laughs) Robin. I think you told people a lot. But yeah, Ariel is trying to do this show, but don't tell where she explains that she was, I think she was trying to comfort a classmate or something, but that classmate clearly didn't want her around or was trying to run away from her. Yeah, runs in the family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> none of these people seem capable of uh, reading each other's emotional cues, which you'd did, think they would have gotten good at. Did she tell the classmate that she was perfectly happy in Vegas or what's her problem now? <laughs> <laughs> You loved kindergarten. What's wrong with first grade? Oh, just a little case of history repeating. Oh, my word. (laughs) Oh, boy. 
All right, catchphrases. No, not catchphrases, quotes. Quotes, Let yeah. Let the quoting in begin. First, have we got any of that lovely, fun, wonderful housekeeping stuff that people tend to do at the start of podcasts? Um, yeah. If you like what you hear today and you want to hear it without ads and you want to hear a little more than what you're getting, like we we're doing... ads on yet. But oh, we're, we're okay. Gonna, <laughs> okay, we're, so no one's hearing ads yet. We're gonna go to, if you want to come back to this and listen to it in a while and you still don't want there to be ads, that's yes. the winner. Um, go to patreon.com slash blighty day. Sometimes people have trouble finding it, but we're working on that. You will find it eventually. If you cannot, come to the Facebook group. Let us know. We'll send you a link. Or... Click the link in the show notes for the podcast you are listening to right now. That's right. Um, this week we are doing um, The Single Life for our Date Blade episode. Yep. So if you come in at the $5 Swamp Wine tier, then you get an extra helping of ours each week. And uh, the people have spoken. We are recapping The Single Life for our extra swamp wine tier episode date blade episode uh if you pay ten dollars or more you get royal tea which is my little pet project where i talk about the sex lives and scandals of the royal family right now i'm covering um wallace simpson and the duke of windsor who was once king edward the eighth and also david just yes. Just because. Yes, just because. He's yeah. got lots of names. It is, it's a fascinating story. Um, like Usman. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of the Usman of his time, right? Um, I, I don't, don't want that as a first wife. I want that as a first wife. I don't think it would have even been in play. I think the whole being the head of the Church of England kind of throws... <laughs> He all of that. He should have given the Archbishop <laughs> of Canterbury a cow. Would have solved all the problems. It's interesting, that, isn't it? Yep. Because I think, um, I guess, do we call him King Charles yet? Oh, yeah. Is he the, yeah, he's the king. Yeah. He's he's not coronated. <laughs> he's sort of crowned, but he's not fully crowned. No, but they do some, like, thing Just with, an inch. They do, like, some banner ribbon tartan thing, though, don't they? And they're like, the, d he's the king now. Don't be mad. Well, of course, the moment uh, a reigning monarch dies, the successor is immediately um, the, the monarch. It's the um, smallest unit of time in the known universe. Oh yeah, Elliot was telling Elliot who um co-hosts royalty with me was telling me that somebody was being it was like a judge or something something was being sworn in in Canada and halfway through they had to change queen to king. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, apparently it's that immediate. Wow. Um yes, but interesting times if you're watching The Crown on Netflix, which you should, look, is it the best season ever? No, it isn't. Nope. Was the last one? Yes, it was. Mm, season two, but yeah. Okay. Maybe three. What's the one with the whales episode? The last one, surely. 
season four. No, I think it was when Charles was younger. I think it might be season three. It's a good show, you guys. Oh, it's an incredible show. And I'm not really into all this stuff, but man, it's good. Anyway, we're going to be um, bringing that to all y'all. Um, the only reason we haven't is because we keep going. Let's watch another one. Uh, well, it's we... that and there's other stuff going on, which is why episode deliveries are a little off. But if you're in the Patreon you know all about it. And um, I just want to say also before we begin that I want to um, let Stephanie P. know that we are thinking of you. Uh, we're sending all our love and uh, best wishes to Stephanie P. We care about you a lot. We do. We do. Uh, lovely bunch of people in the bays. Um, if you're not a member, come along. Uh, Blighty Day Bays um, on Facebook. Right. That's plenty, isn't it? Yeah. That's so much. People have honestly, they've taken the bins out in that amount of time. They've got themselves yet another drink because eh, the months are getting colder. You know what I have to up. say about that? Just to quote. Oh, hang on. To quote Cody Brown. Cheers. Soaking it. Soaking it. I just swallowed on Mike. I've also got an ice cube in my mouth. But I will soldier on manfully. Um, right, quotes. Give me a quote. Give me a quote. Come on, come on. Okay. The big family is great, but when you feel like you're a minimal person in Cody's big picture and you really don't matter in the big picture, it changes the perspective on everything. The the import that's Christine, right? Mm -hmm. So the the important thing there is the really don't matter, and that's that's interesting, isn't it? It's not like recently has has Christine felt that she just didn't matter for a long time. What was she like? Childcare. You know, he didn't. He married her for her position, didn't he? To like marry into a sort of powerful family. Was that it? I believe that was a factor. Um, but I think the main factor was that Mary and Janelle were constantly at each other's throats. <laughs> right, okay. And he needed someone to either referee that or be kind of a calm and grounding force. It's interesting that he didn't even acknowledge in the entire course of this conversation that she raised you know, 13 of his 18 children. It was pretty incredible. The, you just took and took and took and gave nothing. Yeah. And he's, oh, he said the kids were, was the easy part. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that's true. But the hard part is, you know, selling guns at weapon shows and growing your hair out. The hard part is fucking four different women. I mean, but he's not even doing that. <laughs> no, um, he's, he's, he might be fucking one woman. No, but, but here's what I think is emerging from that that maybe we haven't talked about. Good. Which is that when couples have children, and as far as I know, this happens across the board. It's not just a hetero thing. Um. You might become different people to each other, right? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, not naming any names, but I'm I'm aware that when certain people have become parents, they might have 
iced out their spouse or sort of taken on an attitude of like, well, I don't have to work on the marriage anymore because the only important relationship is between me and my children. Not familiar. Yeah, didn't think so. Um, So I think part of this quote is speaking to that, you know, that she is just seen as, um, I mean, not to use a, a base term, but that her role is minimized so much that she's basically seen as like a scullery maid. I was going to say exactly that phrase. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm at a loss for this. Uh, uh, the, the anger and despair and disappointment that she's going is so bewildering given that the people that are the most upset are the people that can't stand her fucking guts anyway. And I just, I don't get it. I really, but what it is, well, there's two things. It's an opportunity for Cody to express this innate anger that's in him, right? Yeah. That has to come out somehow. Um, He even says at some point, um, I'm angry because I'm supposed to be angry. That may be one of your quotes coming up. Um, But it's just, that's what people do, right? And it's like, mm, <laughs> you just want to kick off. And I I know that feeling. I, don't I know th- the feeling of walking down the street and hoping that someone attacks you so you can attack them back, you know, that just spoiling for a fight thing. Um, but then, like, with with the women who are, who are really unhappy about it, I think it's because it throws so many questions on their relationship. But no one's actually upset about Christine going. I think Janelle's no no janelle accepted yeah yeah there's rumors um there are rumors do we talk about rumors i'm not i'm not really up on stuff like that people have dropped some excellent knowledge on me uh of late the (laughs) the (laughs) most so yes it does appear that skim forward a minute if you don't like this kind of thing yeah okay so it does appear that gwen brown has been spilling the tea i don't know if she's got a patreon or it's like a private tiktok or instagram or something like that i i just i i'm led to believe that it's behind a paywall and she is gwen the one i really like yes yeah um and she may have let it slip that Janelle has left Cody, but I am not buying it because that's one of those things where I don't want to get my hopes up (laughs) too high. Look, this house of cards is in free fall now. It just is, right? Once Mary sees what Cody said about her, right? Which is, what did he say exactly? Which is like, there's no hope. She's an idiot. She thinks there's ever any hope. It was along those lines, right? He's he's said it many times in many different ways. What what I want to go back to right. very quickly, and this isn't a spoiler because this is um, a an item from the past that's been drawn to my attention. Now, uh, y'all, <laughs> Rabine went to a portrait artist. with a photo of her ex-husband whose name i understand to be david and her three older children 
not the ones that she had with Cody. So I guess, um, what's his name? Brayson, Dayton, something like that. One of those, like, white people boys' names. If you have a child um, called Brayson Dayton, uh, that's a beautiful name. Yeah. My grandparents were from, or my grandmother was from Dayton. Uh, anyway, her three older children. And uh, the other photo was of Christine and Cody and their family. And she commissioned this portrait artist to replace her ex-husband's head with Cody's head. <laughs> and I... The only reason I'm not bursting into laughter is because I've already seen this. And when I did, my jaw hit the ground. It's the most egregious thing. And it's not just, can you replace my ex-husband's head with my current husband's head, which is weird. And yep. was or gummage only the Brits will get that. Um, it's the fact that the source photo is from one of the other wives with Cody. I mean, it's just... Yes, it's and that that wife a, happens to be Christine. <laughs> such a fuck you. I mean, I honestly, the chutzpah of it, um, she went up in my estimation for it. It's so bold. It's... It's also crazed. Yes, it did, <laughs> it did remind me of that. Um, I believe it was the... Diwali episode of The Office when Michael Scott was dating Carol and she had an ex-husband and three kids and Michael like photoshopped his head onto her ex-husband's yes. body. Yes. That's 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 the energy. That's what that's what Robin is bringing to that portrait artist. Maybe she saw it and was like, that's a really good idea. I think she would probably find the humor of that show far too racy and far too adult. I and mean, and maybe a, a a tad too liberal. Yeah, even Carol, right? Yeah, I think yeah. she'd I think she'd have a hard time with that. Um moving on yeah, to give me another one. Another member of the family another quote another quote again because these t-shirts aren't going to make themselves that's right mary you've got a look on your face like you know the whole world but you're not gonna say something yeah that was awesome wasn't it that that goading mary was poker facing it like <laughs> well I until he spoke to her and legit the way that her face lit up she went complete i mean her complexion is slightly on the pinkish side anyway and i say this as a lady with rosacea myself so i know what i'm talking about i think she's rusting she <laughs> i think that's what it is she, she's quite a metallic woman she lost she was twitter pated well the cody looked her way Yes, and said something to her. Like, it reminded... Oh, God, I was so cringe. It reminded me of being in high school and, like, a boy I had a crush on would ask me a question. I would just be like... <laughs> I would be like Tania on the single. I would... <laughs> what? Ugh. Yeah, she was feeling it i don't think she even heard what he said i think she like slipped into that um that wasn't the vibe that i got the vibe i got was 
I have a lot to say, but I'm saving it for the... Uh, Andrew Morton's been on the phone and we're doing the book. Um, really? You don't yeah. think she was hearing in the back of her head, I believe in miracles? <laughs> oh, God. I think she just didn't hear what he was... I think she heard him say Mary. She turned towards him and she was just wrapped. Wow. I thought after last week, Mary had other intentions. Other Tania-like intentions. like intentions. <laughs> Her face was red as blood or rust. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's the level of enthusiasm that she was showing for Jen. I mean, she really came alive yeah. more so than, certainly more so than she did any of the previous season. I want to see that clip of her with Jen every week from now on. It takes 10 years off her. Funny how being happy can make you look better. She also does that, and I really wish women with blue eyes in particular would stop doing this. She... Now, look, if you want to do a smoke, I, I used to be a makeup artist, okay? So I know what I'm talking about. If you want to do a smoky eye, you do want to blend a little bit of shadow on your lower lash line, depending on the shape of your eyes, okay? Not everyone needs to do it. What you don't do, unless you want to make your eyes look smaller, is heavily underline from the outer lash line to the inner uh, water line. No, that's just Natalie behavior. That, that's literally... Yes, Natalie does it, which drives me crazy. Maybe I just notice it more on women with blue eyes. It's just drawing a hoop around your eye. That, uh, that's not what eyeshadow or eyeliner is for. Um, Princess Diana, may she yeah, rest, yeah, yeah. was a... And actually... Um, the current Princess of Wales, Kate Middleton, has been doing that too. She uses this, and I know exactly what eyeliner she's using as well. And she just cannot, and ladies, I'm sorry to say, the older you get, the worse that looks. Yeah. Okay? It looks ridiculous. It, 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 when it's it giving caught, Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. Yeah, when it gets caught in the, in the wrinkles and bags. Right, which happens. Which are beautiful. Happens to us all. Yeah. Uh, but you don't want to be kind of drawing on that because that just accentuates it, right? It just ma it makes you look... The whole point is, have it at the top. It draws things up. It widens the eye if you draw it. But anyway, um, I, all I want to say on her appearance, and, and I, I am, as I said in the previous podcast, I know a little bit about cosmetics, but I don't feel quite comfortable giving out advice. I will just say that to me, she looks like if Steven Tyler finally gave up the drugs and put on some weight. That's, that's what you get. I don't really see that. I see. That. Um, I do see, well, I'm not going to say. Uh, Cody also said, as regards Mary, you look like the bird that ate the mouse. Talk no. to me about the bird that ate the mouse. Not a phrase. <laughs> Not a phrase. Uh, cat that got the cream. Um, cat that I've heard. Cat, cat, cat got that the got the canary. Yeah. Um, any others? Um, I just know it's not the bird that ate the mouse. Dog that got a bone. Dog that caught the postman. Bird that ate the mouse. What fucking bird is this? Like a peregrine falcon or something? I guess so. Maybe it's a, a barn owl. 
Yeah, it could be a bomb. No? You know, Ra- Robine does strike me as someone who would sleep on her face. <laughs> like that she would she just did, wh- fall forward because her neck is too heavy. <laughs> what would she go to see? She just weeble wobbles forward and just. She, yeah, just, she just falls a forward. A little wingies flailing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, that was that was brilliant. That that's going on a bumper sticker, I think. Um, you look like the bird that got the mouse. Yeah, uh, the bird that ate the mouse. Right. Um, t-shirt what else is it going to do with it? This is the perfect time for us to do a little uh, merch soft launch, I think. And <laughs> we will start with, I'm going to design a couple of t-shirts, I think. Anyway. I'm going to design t-shirts which have like got fronds of hair hanging out of like the armpit areas like Cody's hair. I still think with the peninsula. You guys, I'm not lying. I have looked at fake hair to source for <laughs> visors. I think it's probably going to have to wait till the summer when it's really visor weather where we are. But you know, we'll see. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll so, you out. More. speaking of Robine, yeah. our next quote comes from her. Wonderful. <clears throat> Some days I get really like, hey, we'll figure this out. We'll figure out some way to still make it cohesive and workable and that kind of thing. I don't know about today. And your thoughts about that quote? Again, it's like... It's like something our 10-year-old would say right. when he's, you know, searching for the language to describe his feelings, although I dare say he's far more emotionally literate than Robine. She failed on the rule of three there, didn't she? The rhetorical device of three. Uh, it's something our former Prime Minister Tony Blair was very famous for. Um, back in the days when he used to uh, write for a living, I was a big fan of threes. Um, one of the three things she says, cohesive and workable and that kind of thing that kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't work for the rhetorical device of three does it no you can't just do two and then the third one is that kind of thing no um she later says it's kind of like that last little bit of hope sort of dying sort of dying which i think is another thing that i need to put on a t-shirt or a tote bag kind of Sort of dying. Sort of. It's kind of like that last little bit of hope sort of dying. Yeah. Um, Look, this is quite a performance. Again. It's magnificent. I do think it is. I do think that she genuinely thinks that she is being abandoned, let down, that she has reason to act this way. I think that she, um, so. Hold on, hold on. Can we take a quick sobbing robin break? Sure. <laughs> I'm going on the record that it is okay to find other people's sadness funny. Uh, yeah. When it's Robine. Look, I don't think these are crocodile tears. I think it's very sincere, but I think that Robine never evolved past crying whenever she got into trouble when she was a kid and you know if somebody like brushed her chair the wrong way on the way to sharpen their pencil she would like start crying i think she has a very um and and look i am i am not a psychologist or or therapist or anything approaching that but it's consistent 
with the borderline personality disorder view of the world, right? Where it's like, everything is happening to me. I am the main character. Um, and, and no judgment about that. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not casting aspersions. No. And I'm not saying that that's what she has. I just, I, in fact, I think it's probably more of a trauma response than anything else. Um, but yeah, everything's about her. There's no sense of this must have sucked for you, Christian. Nope. I don't see the I don't I haven't seen your story. This is kind of new to me. That's fine. Okay, that's all good. But thank you for sharing your truth. I hear you and yeah, it sounds like what you're doing is for the best. That'd be a logical response. But to tell someone no, what you feel is wrong, <laughs> what you think is your experience is misinformed, and this is really hurting me, is, well, I guess she's been with Cody long enough that it's rubbed off. I don't think that she, I don't think that either Cody or Robin have room, <sighs> sorry, Robine, have yep. room for other people's emotions. No. I think that, and that's why I think her kids in particular are spoiled nightmares, because Robine has absolutely zero distress tolerance. She cannot deal with her children's distress, no, the, she, whether however temporary it may be. We have finally figured out what the nanny does. Yeah, the nanny deals with <laughs> yeah. the children's distress, I guess. I like to when people are going, so Cody's outburst, and they're like, oh, there was like a, a kind of litigation over whether it was just emotion. <laughs> Or not. I thought that was really weird. It's like, oh, no, no, no. It doesn't matter what he said or whatever. He doesn't necessarily believe it. It's just emotion. And then someone else was like, ah, I think Mary was like, oh, no, I can tell you. It's not just emotion. It's like, when does emotion, like their definition of emotion is like the opposite of rational reality. That is not how I see emotion. No. And and actually, as you were describing that, I thought it's really interesting because each of the wives has a different style of responding to conflict, right? Like we talk about, um, if you've been in any kind of, well, if you've ever been to counseling or had therapy or anything, you will have probably heard of the flight, fight, flight, freeze, response and you can add fawn to that right um as in if somebody fought sure that's certainly a part of it absolutely for those of us in the irritable bowel syndicate that is that's a very inexorable part common response to fear yes exactly Mm -hmm. to fear that's right sorry it's not conflict it's fear Mm. um and you have mary who is a fighter for sure Mm -hmm. um Although not in this episode. Not in this... No, I mean, you know, she sat she on it. She was a fudger. Um, she was a fibber. Yeah. Uh, Janelle is definitely a... Janelle's avoidant. Yes, Janelle's very avoidant. So flight. Yes. Rabine is a fawner. She tries to immediately fix everything. And Christine's fucking awesome. Yeah, and Christine... 
deals with confrontation held on. I'll talk about, or sorry, not held on, head on. Um, I'll talk about someone who can't do that for a second. I don't know if you all are watching Below Deck. If you're not, I won't take up too much of your time. I just want to say it takes a really sensationally (laughs) cowardly person not to show up to a reunion of a show where, you know, you... Have dominated the airtime. Yes, correct. Made people suffer through your bullshit. Not just the audience, but every other crew yep. member. And then not be around to, like, account for that. Well done. And talking of the C's, see what I did there? That's a, I can smoothly transition back if I hadn't had that I'll, little... I'll judge the segue. Okay. Come on, let's... Um, so this is probably my favorite <laughs> quote of the whole episode. Oh, um, on a mug then? This is from Cody. Right. Um, and I'll just warn you that there's a Cody monologue coming up after this. But this this is my favorite quote of the whole episode. Okay. Plural marriage isn't easy. Mm. And on a bad day, you can feel trapped in it. And she's getting out of the uh, the lobster bucket. <laughs> Sorry, I just did a rabine sob noise. I think I, I think the bird just got the mouse. Um, she's getting out of the lobster bucket. She's getting out of the lobster bucket. I mean, wow. But also, well done, that lobster. I mean, do we expect the lobsters to be complicit in their boiling and being eaten well this was a very visceral memory for me because as you know um i grew up spending summers with with family in new england and lobster was a big feature um of those summers and you know we would go pick them out and whatever and i didn't this was obviously before my kind of age of reason where i understood death and all of this stuff and yeah and that anyway, simpsons episode with pinchy sure or the um david foster wallace essay about that i think is called consider the lobster it's absolutely brilliant anyway um very, we all very, love dfw very delicious though. um sure now the the image that i get is that <laughs> yeah. If she's getting out of the lobster bucket, bucket or what one might call a lobster pot, pot. Yeah. correctly, right? Yeah. Is she getting thrown back in the ocean and going to freedom or is she about to get cooked? No, I think I think it's a freedom thing. She's going to find, a, you know, a nice boy lobster who's going to take all of Cody's money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's the metaphor there that he's then in... So is he's admitted this is why this is why I love Cody's quotes because they always say more about him than anyone else. And like he tries to be clever, but all of the agenda, all of the stuff always comes out in these stupid things he says, right? So he's I mean, it's an absolute carte blanche, wrong phrase, but copper bottomed admission that she has been in a lobster pot stroke bucket and and she's got out. That to me sounds like a great thing for the lobster. That's yeah, me all too. I'm saying. Yeah. Let us know if you had a different read on that. Now yeah. we are huge fans of marine life. It's something of a theme in our Facebook group that I think began with uh, 
with um, Octopus Cocktail. Uh if you haven't <laughs> been acquainted with the Dumbo octopus, oh, the Dumbo octopus, get the to YouTube. Get the to a GIF farm. Get the to Giffy or the other one that I can't remember, and find a Dumbo octopus. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. You can send it to people when they're feeling a little bit timid. Um, it's shy It can be so shy and hide under their tentacles Oh, Dumbo octopuses are the best It's wonderful Unfortunately, we can't get one as a pet Because they really need to be in very, very, very deep water to Yeah, be happy. they kind like, of explode if they're not 50 meters deep Yeah, yeah. How much is that in leagues? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Did you ever go... Have you been to is Disneyland? Jules on our Patreon? Can no, we, we've never talked we can't about ask Jules this. Verne in our Discord. No, we can't. No. Um, have you been to Disney World slash Disneyland? I've been to the Parisian one. Euro Disney. Yeah. Did they have a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride? Yeah, it was probably changed by those bureaucrats in Brussels to... <laughs> 47.3 kilometers under the sea or something. I bring it up because I went on, and I haven't been to either any Disney place since I was maybe 19 years old, if that, 17, who knows. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, if you went on that ride and you don't sometimes think about it when you're on the subway or whatever the equivalent is where you live. Um, let me know, because I think about that all the time, about how that ride was a little bit like being on the subway, only without the giant squid. <laughs> I just think about it sometimes. Sometimes I... See, I'm... <clears throat> uh, recently discovered that I, <laughs> I have autism and now some of these things make a lot more sense than they used to. But um, I really don't like being on the underground and I've been stuck on the tube before in the middle of the summer and, and it's really it's, horrible. And, and you're worried about octopus attacks. No, I like I go back into that in my mind because I enjoyed that ride. And so I think, oh, I could be underground with a pretend squid oh so you're disappointed by the lack of octopus yeah yeah i can relate to that i mean if you're in a tunnel why isn't it a glass tunnel where you can see all the <laughs> garbage floating in the thames because colleen and matt would also be there <laughs> enjoying a romantic dinner Ugh. okay um <laughs> we're now we're moving to the the uh, monologue that I rather suspect is going to be, in, in 20 years from now, um, a, a critical piece in any young actor's workshop. <laughs> God, I'm very squeaky. The, the bird has got the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right here we go. So this is your piece, is it? You're, you're auditioning here. Uh, yeah. Okay. My uh, name's Brayson. Right. And uh, which part are you reading for today? And I'm reading for the part of Cody. Okay, in your own time.
you never tried to have a really good relationship with these other people. And that's the reason I'm pissed off. It's just vomiting out of me because I've sat here with it just like, Christine, try and do this. You wanted to renegotiate a relationship with me, but you wouldn't even have a decent one with them. Always about the kids. That was the easy part. Man, just the knife in the kidneys. After all these years, oh no, and the sacrifices that I made to love you, wasted. Accountability is what I'm asking for here. And you are running away rather than being accountable. You're like, I'm divorced. I'm leaving. I'm done with you. You're out of my house. Instead of actually making the relationships work and trying. If you're not trying to be your best self in this relationship or in this family, then you are wasting your time. Marriage is a call to be better than you are. Plural marriage is a higher call. <laughs> and uh, Scene. And you're repped by... Um, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> um, well, um, um, we'll call you. Um, wow, wow. I don't know, guys. You all saw that scene. What is there to say? <laughs> yeah, I don't think we look. This is one of those moments where we just have to pay tribute, yeah, right? To um, there's Bobby coming out the shower in Dallas. What other pivotal TV moments have there been throughout history? The final scene of The Sopranos, um, Agent Cooper looking into the mirror in the last episode of Twin Peaks, How's Annie? Um, you know, there are these moments that live with you in television history, right? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and that's one of them. Well done, Cody. It was the most incoherent, nonsensical, um, delusional... Uh, contradicting itself um, speech, um, even that Cody's ever made. I love the way, I love the way that he, you know, marriage is a calling. So plural marriage is a higher calling because plural, it's like more. <laughs> it's like, well, it probably is. I suppose in his religion, maybe, or the religion that he got kicked out of, um, maybe it is a higher calling. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a whole speech where essentially all of Cody's like speeches like this are conversations with himself where he goads himself into saying like the next big thing, right? Yeah, I can never tell what that is. Like it doesn't feel inorganic at all. No, like no. it doesn't feel like like we know that in some of these shows, um, spoiler alert, and I'm and I'm sorry if you don't want to peek behind the curtain, fast forward by thirty seconds to a minute. Um, they restage certain arguments or certain conversations between people. I don't think that's this, what's happening here. No, I don't think this was restaged at all. You can make an argument that the um, the self-shot scenes with Christine and Cody earlier on in the season where they were having those discussions, but even those, I'm not sure much is restaged on this show. It's why I actually really enjoy it. Yeah, I really don't think it is. No. I mean, I think that... Why would you? 
I've always thought this. Like, if if you cast a show well and you have compelling characters with interesting stories, why do you need to fake it? Really? Right. Why do you need to fake it? Other than, um, like, resources and not having the crew around enough, right? Right. I guess. And there is a slightly legitimate answer for that. But you know what? That answer becomes increasingly less relevant as phone technology gets better and better. Because I would much rather watch a self-shot thing made on an iPhone than I would a restaged thing shot with, you know, professional gear. Me too. A million times over. A million over. times over. A million times. Um, I guess what I find interesting is there. there's little parts of this that, that almost makes sense. And again, I don't know if if it's just not if it's just me where I don't know what he's talking about most of the time or if everybody feels that way. But when he says accountability is what I'm asking for and you're running away rather than being accountable, that account accountable is not what he means. What he means to say is, this is your fault. And instead of taking the blame, you're moving on with your life. You know what? Christine would happily take the blame. I think Christine would say, look, fine, you want me to take the blame? I'll take the blame. And I thought Christine took a lot of the blame. Like, you know, where she's going, I didn't mean to upset or was I, did I alienate people? Was I really mean? It's like, I thought that she, like, she owned a whole bunch of those accusations. Yeah, she did. I mean. She she was really upset about that. Um, that she might have acted badly. I feel that there's plenty of accountability. Plenty of accountability. I but think you know so, what? too. And, and Part of accountability is understanding that you fuck something up to enough of a degree that it's done. So even if it is Christine's fault, that still doesn't mean she should stay. Right. <laughs> what And what I find so beautiful and so heartening about this entire exchange is that Christine, there's so much going on behind the eyes and you can clearly see, and and she, Mm -hmm. you know, basically says this herself, you know, you can see that she knows that this is bullshit. And she, you can see that she has a retort to everything, but, and this is why she's my queen. Unlike me, she knows how to bite her tongue and she just keeps quiet. I can't do that. And I am in awe of someone that can. It's not that she doesn't have an answer. It's that she doesn't want to, it's not dignify it with a response. It's that, you know, discretion is the better part of valor. But man, that takes some strength. It really does. And I, I highly recommend that uh, all our listeners and myself included, that we we take that and carry it forward. Understand that you are not going to be able to... Well, we were listening to um, John Stewart talking about the, the discussion on anti-Semitism last night, and he was basically saying we we have to be able to have these conversations. In other words, you have to be able to to kind of dissect these beliefs, right? And 
prove to people that it's wrong. And if you censor that whole conversation and ban that whole conversation, you're you're not going to change hearts and minds. And unfortunately, in a in a perfect world where people are logical and rational and empathetic and, you know, there isn't widespread dog whistle politics, then yeah, that could work. But he's assuming that both sides of that conversation are rational. Or want to come to harmony. Yes. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing with Cody. Yeah. He He doesn't want a resolution where things are explained and they go their separate ways. He wants her back in the lobster bucket. Right, exactly. So, look, the holidays are coming up. This is going to be a real tough season um, for me personally, for our family. Um, My advice to you, look, there was just an election in America. There's been all manner of political upheaval here in England don't don't get into these discussions with mm. people who you know yeah. are set in their ways and come from a perspective from which they have no desire to deviate or move from but also know that that is a weird function of our current times and it was not always thus once upon a time it was reasonable to vote differently in different elections, right? It was reasonable to look at various candidates and sort of go, you know what, this time around, that side appeals to me more. It was reasonable to change your mind. It was reasonable to disagree with the beliefs of the leaders of the party that you support, but broadly you'll still stick with them or maybe they go too far and then you'll look for someone else. Once upon a time, that happened. It isn't happening right now, but I cannot imagine that it will be like that forever. I really hope it isn't. I really hope it isn't. Um, Whatever your beliefs are, whatever side you fall on things, I really hope that you have it in you to listen to other sides and change your mind about things um and i'd like to think anyone listening to this probably is like that but i think we can all agree we're living in weird times where value is placed on holding steadfast no matter what holding steadfast no matter what is the act of an idiot yes just ask cody who feels like an investor who lost, who put all his money into something and then lost everything, which, by the way, happens all the time. Cody is, I mean, I've been following this story. I don't know if you have, but the the Bitcoin, well, not Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, yeah. Um, that's that's the remnant of Inky's toy after he's, he's been savaging Bitcoin. it. Yeah. <laughs> I've just got a Bitcoin left. I need a new toy. Um, that's the French Bulldog. Um, no, um, crypto guy. Yeah, just Bankman... Lost- fried yeah um who just lost 27 billion and an awful lot more money for everyone else um he looks a bit like cody i've just realized it dye his hair blonde wait for a peninsula to form 
<laughs> it's an archipelago now. Yeah. I keep meaning to show you that picture. Thank you to everyone who sent me the picture of Cody's hair peninsula slash archipelago. I really appreciate it. And thank you to to just anybody who, like, I think that people think that because we have a podcast that we're like these busy people who think that we're like, I'm not like that. I answer every message we get that isn't somebody trolling me. So I love it. It delights me. If you disagree with me, I desperately want to hear your opinion. This is what this is all about. It's about connecting. Unlike the parts of Cody's hair. Right. So before we get to our final quote, I just want to, I want to leave a little room for (laughs) the tragedy that is Janelle and her (laughs) RV situation and the having to move it to a different lot for the winter and potentially not having electricity. Um, It sucks. I mean, she has got herself into a situation basically where she doesn't have any assets that are hers. No wonder she hasn't left. Nope, because Cody was happy to put family money into Rabine's house and put family money, I think, into the down payment on Christine's house and probably some money on a property that Mary has. I don't know. Did he put any money into the B&B? I don't know about that, actually. This came up last week. I I don't yeah. know. If anybody knows, does know, let me know. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, that is a terrifying position to be in. Wah, 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 when it comes to Janelle wanting some money for anything. Yeah. Oh, no, we, well, we had the money, but now we don't. Yeah, because you spent it on everyone else. Yeah, we needed this, like, $1.9 million <laughs> house. I need a new pickup truck. It's just... Uh, Although that was to move the RV. You know what, though? It it made me think a lot more about um, that subplot in Happily Ever After that seems to have... Sorry, in 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After that seems to have divided the audience's opinions. Yara wants to buy oh, yeah. a flat in... Prague, and I just don't, I don't understand why that's such a nightmare, such a big deal. No. There are much worse things to put your money into. And you know what? Yeah, she's coming from um, divorced parents whose mother was left with nothing. Yeah, that's her culture. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we'll talk about that some other time. But yeah, no, Janelle's been completely screwed over here. Yeah. And I completely under... Like, her only hope of seeing any value out of this entire, like, poly marriage, right, is um, for Coyote Pass to come to pass, right? Yeah. Because then there'll be, like, some sort of, you know increase in the value of things they'll build and you know then then she has an asset but man oh man this is such a way down the hill and it is never going to happen they're never going to pay it off because no. who's going to make a sacrifice to pay it off where's the excess money coming from how much is left to pay off but i get the feeling like 
we're talking hundreds of thousands of, of dollars feels it doesn't feel like it's like 15 grand or something right no i i really don't understand their financial situation i i also don't understand um one of our bays who has a podcast of his own um knows uh the nature of Cody and Robine's business kind of indirectly through someone else. And apparently she is involved in the business. The thought of Robine handling a firearm <laughs> is terrifying to I've, me. I've said before, I can picture her oiled up in a union jar, not union jar. Uh, American flag. Yeah. Um, bikini. bikini. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think that's the work that she does. I wonder if it, she, if she's just given like a Fisher price cash register and she just handles all the, the receipts. <laughs> like my dad used to have a little <laughs> cash register that he gave me to yeah. play with that, you know, like I could put paper in and then print out little receipts. It's really weird, isn't it? The retail sort of corner of the market for the toy industry in that way. I guess like retail and construction. Right, <laughs> there's a, because there, there aren't many other jobs that may, maybe the medical profession also. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, but a lot of occupations that there. Oh, uh, they've no got job. like little policemen, like any of the Halloween uniform <laughs> outfits. Yeah, you could be. But what would it Quite be now? Weird, though, cash registers is a weird toy. Yeah, but it's better than like I'm a freelancer and and it's <laughs> it's like a standing desk. Yeah. And some toy uh, Valium. Some <laughs> some Lexapro and yeah. a succulent and yeah. We love you freelancers. Yeah. We also love Cubicle Warriors. We yeah. and just everybody, everybody who's and everybody who works in retail. Oh, yeah, the especially way, these days. All I right. fantasize about working in Rita. So in honor... Happiest days of my life. Don't fantasize too hard. All right. Um, okay. <clears throat> Through the years, I've had issues with Christine. I've tried to approach her, to talk to her, to text her, to call her. I was met with walls, rejection. Um, just her not wanting to discuss things through. Yeah, she doesn't like you, Robin. <laughs> it's that simple. It's that simple. And and you know what? She doesn't have to like you because she was there first. And that's the whole problem with this structure, right? I don't think she probably ever really, like, it's possible. Christine seems to feel that maybe she did treat Robin less than ideally or she's just owning it because she's a good person. Um, but I guess Robin just rubbed her up the wrong way and they just never bonded. And, and here's the thing, though. Why on earth did this marriage happen if everyone wasn't in love? I think Christine was in a very vulnerable place because she was heavily pregnant when Robine came into the picture, if I remember correctly. I think she had, I think truly was fresh out the oven um, when the proverbial oven, obviously, when Cody and uh, 
Rabine went on their honeymoon. Right. Um, but here's the thing. So maybe that's a reason for Christine not to massively warm to the, you know. Well, what what she has said, and I've just seen clips of this on the internets. If you're if you're on Reddit, listener, the the Sister Wives subreddit is very good for stuff like this. But basically, when Rob when Robine came into the picture, um, she didn't Christine. Christine didn't look after her kids. She got a nanny, you know, and she stopped working. So not only was she not working, not earning any money, um, but she wasn't, for whatever reason, Christine wasn't also looking after her kids. But then Christine's daughter ended up moving in with Cody and Robine looking after her kids. So that's something I really don't get. And I don't, and I wonder. I imagine there's no love lost right from the start. She just didn't like Christine or Christine didn't like her. And, and it didn't organically happen. And, and Christine probably gave her a bit of a cold shoulder. Well, yeah. Here's, and I, here's the crazy thing. This is what I constantly keep coming back to. Why do you want her to stay then? <laughs> right? Because she doesn't like change. Oh, boo-hoo. Or, you know, rather. What? <laughs> love it. I know it's mean, but I love it. It's not mean if it's Robine. It's not mean if it's Robine. She's grown, you know? Yeah. You guys, she's not, she may not be the sharpest knife in the drawer, but she's she's grown. She's not a knife. She's a tape measure. Uh, check out our socials if you don't know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. All right. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a real big deal. A real big deal. Thank you. All for now. I haven't looked ahead to next week. I can only assume there's more um, gaslighting because Christine hasn't. I think she's packing up and getting ready to leave. What I was going to say before, though, was I wonder what McKelty will think of Robine when she watches this back and sees Robine throwing Christine under the bus repeatedly why McKelty? because McKelty lived with robine and is close to her and wanted her zoomed in for the birth of her child oh yeah that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry sorry yeah no well i know i know but i mean cody can't keep his own kid's name straight i don't expect sure, you to follow. i apologize um but more with this show than any other kind of reality show, because I do feel it's all kind of real. Like the sparks that must fly when they all see what each other said and did. Um, that's what, you know, that's what has me hooked to the show. And will have me hooked like for the next season, because I want to see these people watching this stuff, you know? Um, anyway. Anyway, they can all be like us, except some of us don't wear visors. Yep. Anything else? Only that. Big week ahead of us. We um, we will throw some crown stuff at y'all. And don't forget, Michelle lost a bet a couple of months ago. Yep. I'm going to be, well, we are going to be recapping the final episode ever of The Walking Dead, I will not be allowed to ask questions. So I'm going to be coming in. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to 
Not during the show, no. No, but I the last episode I saw was somewhere along in season four, and I haven't read anything. I haven't, nothing has filled the gaps. So I'm going into this not knowing who certain people are, not right. knowing who is alive or dead, etc. Right et yes. So you guys, look, we're giving you a lot of push cushion for the push in. So does, well, not for that. We're we're giving you um we're giving you a lot of material because Thanksgiving is coming up and it's stressful. And we want you to have as much uh insulation from the difficult things or just the hectic busy things. Maybe this is a wonderful time for you. Yeah. And you just got a lot going on. Yeah. Either way, we're keeping you company. We're here. Yeah. We got a lot of content coming out next week. And we're no longer, you know, in the grips of whatever latest LMNOP COVID variant there is. So knock on wood, we we steer clear of the croup. We load up on laudanum and, you know, keep the keep the laughs coming. Yeah, we'll do our best. All right. Thank you ever so much. Uh, we love doing this. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And see you soon. And... <laughs> sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.